Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Manifest Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Alfonso McCree Jr. That's A-L-P-H-O-N-S-O-M-C-C-R-E-E Jr. And you can bet on me and the Believe Network for bringing you this podcast. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw from 28 August 2023. Now, the lead story is Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins, because i got to talk about how Shinsuke's character development, well, I wouldn't even call it character development, it's just the way that they're allowing him to present his character now is really, really working. But I'll get to that. I just want to shout out Becky Lynch real quick. Had the main event against uh, Zoe Stark, street fight, a lot of interference from Trish, but she still won in the end. But at the end, the most important part, from it is, you know, she took off that armband that everybody's been wearing that says Bray, held it up, and she just couldn't contain her emotion, and it's completely understandable. They did another Bray Wyatt tribute here tonight, and uh, it was just as good as Friday. And, um, you know, yeah, it's still still a very tough situation. I don't want to harp on it too much in this episode, but it still is worthy of acknowledgement because we're just a few days away from, you know, that day. And, uh, you know, it's still still very rough. It's going to be rough for a really long time. They, you know, they haven't even had the service yet. So, you know, a lot of times you can't really start to heal until, you know, you bury the person at least, and that hasn't happened yet. So, um, you know, shout out to Becky Lynch um, with that touching tribute to close out the show she will be taking on Trish Stratus this Saturday at Payback the show that we are about to talk about because Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins are going to fight on that uh, PLE I keep wanting to call it pay-per-view right you know what you guys just forgive me if I call it pay-per-view I know it's not a pay-per-view okay because pay-per-views you have to pay for each one I know it's not that Okay, but I'm I'm gonna keep calling it pay-per-view because PLE just sounds weird. All right, so pay-per-view. The next pay-per-view is Payback from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, this Saturday, and uh, it's gonna be a pretty good card actually. I I really like the card that they put together. They added some matches here tonight. We have a tag team street fight, I believe, with the titles on the line. So it's gonna be Judgment Day, um, Damian Priest and Finn Balor taking on. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in that uh in that they they called it a Steel City street fight which means it's just going to be a regular street fight but it's in Pittsburgh so we got to name it. Uh so that one should be pretty good as well. Rhea Ripley did give them an ultimatum. I'll get to that later in the the three count, but uh you know that match is going to be happening. We also have confirmed LA Knight versus The Miz. That one should be great. We have Grayson Waller and his guest Cody Rhodes. Uh, we have a United States Championship match between Rey Mysterio, who's still going strong in his 40s, and his young challenger, Austin Theory. Yes. And we also have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Let's talk about Shinsuke Nakamura and how this this character presentation is working. Now, you can't cut all your promos through vignettes. We understand that. But... What the vignettes are allowing Shinsuke to do is cut his promos in Japanese so that he doesn't have to try to force English out in front of the live audience. So what they're doing is they're having him cut it in Japanese with some B-roll of him just like kick and tail, you know, because he's a black belt. And 
they're just putting the the English subtitles on the bottom, and he's saying so much more, and he's really going into depth about what he wants to do. He's like, man, I want to make sure that your wife has to help you get out of bed every morning. I want to make sure you can't walk your daughter down the aisle. That was some really dark stuff, but he said it in Japanese, and it came off very, very, very strong, and it came off really good because he's saying it in his language, so he's able to put more emotion into the words, and honestly, if anybody is an anime fan, which is honestly a lot of wrestling fans, I'm not an anime fan, but I do understand the world of anime, and I understand that most of them have subtitles, because, you know, unless you're talking about your American ones like Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh!, One Piece, things like that, if you're talking about, like, the real anime, like they make over in Asia, like One Punch Man and others, there's always going to be subtitles at the bottom. And it's just like a nice little nod to that world, that particular area of fans, that group of fans right there that can really resonate with that. I think, you know, they struck gold with that. So the promos have been so strong. So, you know, Seth came out today uh, and and he's, he's talking, he's saying, uh, you know, hey, passionate words, passionate words. I'm going to win it, payback, blah, 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 right? And he's calling out Shinsuke Nakamura, and he's saying, you know, hey, come meet me face to face. And that vignette place, Seth is like, oh, great, a vignette. That's awesome. A promo package. Great. And uh, he's like, you know what? Whatever. Crowd, sing my song. And he starts, you know, letting them sing his song. And Shinsuke attacks him from behind. And what does he say? Watch your back. It ties in so well. It ties in so well. This this was a really uh really well put together, you know, program and hopefully the match is just as good as the program has been. Now the last time we saw Shinsuke Nakamura in a WWE championship program, it did not go well. Last two times we saw him. In those programs, it did not go well. The program with AJ Styles was not good. And the program with Jinder Mahal, nobody could really make that work. And now this is the first one on the main roster where he's really getting a chance to actually be in a quality feud. And they're going to wrestle at payback, but I don't think this is going to be the last one. I think they're going to go one more. They have to because the story is just too hot. It's just too hot. It's it's really good. You know, I think about Seth Rollins and his stories. I'm glad he got away from the Finn Balor story because it was starting to, you know, get a little stale there. But lately they've been doing a good job of, like, not pushing it too far. I remember, like, in the mid-2010s, like, early 2010s to mid-2010s, when you started a championship program for the world title, you were locked into it for three months. You know, they would always lock into it for three months. No matter who won each match, they would lock into it for three months. Uh, You know, prime example, 2011, Christian versus Randy Orton. That one started at uh, Over the Limit. Well, actually, it started the SmackDown after Christian won the title at Extreme Rules. And then it went three months into uh, SummerSlam. So they went, you know, that SmackDown. Then they went Over the Limit. Uh, Then they actually, they did, uh, did they do... Yeah, okay, okay, yes. 
they did actually four months with that one. So that one was uh, SmackDown after Extreme Rules, Over the Limit, Capital Punishment, Money in the Bank, and SummerSlam. And it was a good program. It's just, man, Randy Orton was kind of going over heavily the entire time. The only time Christian won was by DQ. And, yeah, he won the title back. And it was, like, really awesome. The crowd loved it. But, like, he looked weak the entire time. Like, it's it's hard to it's hard to book a feud and say, like, this is happening for three months. The same thing happened with Bray Wyatt and John Cena. That wasn't even the world title program, but the same thing happened. Think about WrestleMania 30. They had their first encounter at WrestleMania 30. And then they fought again at Extreme Rules in that steel cage match where the kid came out, and it was weird. And then they fought one more time. Uh, and John Cena went over at the next pay-per-view. Like, the three-month thing isn't always necessary. Sometimes two months is more than enough. This one, I want to see for two months. Like, if Seth is going to go over, I need him to beat Shinsuke twice, because Shinsuke looks very dangerous here, and I feel like even with a loss, he's still a legitimate contender for the championship, and I think he still, like, looks great in that spot. And... Shinsuke deserves that spot. He's getting up there in age, too. Like, who knows how many years he has left wrestling in WWE. Let's get this man in more, you know, high-profile programs. He's good enough. He's, like, a world-famous wrestler. He may have been at the Tokyo Dome. There's a lot of guys who are in the main event picture in WWE who have never accomplished anything like that. Like, give this man his flowers, you know? I think, again, you know, we, we, we harped on it in the last episode with Jake St. Patrick, you got to give people their flowers while they're, while they're still here. And that doesn't just mean, like, you know, still alive. That means, like, still wrestling, you know? Like, give them their opportunities that, that they've earned. Strike while the iron is hot. Things like that. Like, don't waste opportunities and don't waste talent. And, uh, you know, they're doing a good job of capitalizing on who they have right now with this Shinsuke Nakamura story. Um, Seth Rollins, man. I'm still wondering how how bad that back injury is. He says he has his back is broken in two places. Again, I mentioned uh, in not last episode, but the episode before that, um, small fractures in his lumbar spine. That does not sound good. Sounds painful. Don't get it. Don't understand how you're wrestling. I trained today uh, in the ring, and the bumps hurt without broken bones in my back. So I don't understand how you – I just don't get it. Just don't get it. By the way. Did train for the first time in a 20 by 20 ring today, which is the WWE size. Big difference. Big, big difference. Um, we we will definitely get into that in a future episode about the different ring sizes. I've now been in three different rings and you know performed and or trained in three different rings. Uh, 16 by 16, 20 by 20, and I forgot what the size was at the Kids Expo that I performed at uh, as a referee for Devon Dudley Academy, but that one was pretty, pretty small. Um, but we'll get to that in a future episode. But back to Raw. You know, I just think, um, you know, obviously the last match of Seth Rollins and Finn Balor was like really good. That match at SummerSlam, where like I legitimately thought Finn Balor was about to win the World Championship because, like I said, I'd seen the interview. Uh, from Seth Rollins before the show had started, and he had mentioned his back injury. And I was like, hmm, wonder if they're going to have him drop the title so he can take some time off. They didn't have him drop the title. I don't know when he's going to drop the title. 
Uh, I don't think it's going to be pay- at payback, though. You know, with it being Seth Rollins, I feel like he could only drop it at a big four. So maybe the earliest we see him drop it is Survivor Series. And then he takes the time off that he needs so he can come back for WrestleMania. Who knows? You know, we could possibly see something like that. Uh, I think all things are on the table, really, for this, except for Shinsuke winning Saturday. I don't think he's winning Saturday. I am interested to know you guys' predictions. Um, You know, I talk to so many different people, so many different wrestling fans that all have a different perspective on who they think is going to win matches and why they think they're going to win. I've heard, I've heard some pretty interesting takes and by interesting, I mean, completely ridiculous takes um, (laughs) on who's going to beat who, especially when it comes to Roman, like for some reason, man, for some reason, some of these shows that it's very obvious Roman is not losing. People have thought that he was going to lose the, the, uh, the most notable one I can think of is that match he did with Cesaro in the Thunderdome. Like, I don't know why anybody would have thought he was going to lose that match. He was not going to lose that match. Now, Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli now, did an amazing job in that match, but we all knew he wasn't going to win that match. So, you know, let's not be ridiculous here, okay? We need real predictions, real predictions. Um you know, let me know on my Instagram. You guys know what it is. If you don't, it's down here below. And if you are listening on you know, audio, it's at Alfonso McCree Jr. That's A-L-P-H-O-N-S-O-M-C-C-R-E-E-Jr. And we will be right back with the three count here on the Manifest Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back to the Manifest Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Alfonso McCree Jr. A L P H O N S O M C C R E E Jr. And you can bet on me, and you can bet on the Believe Network bringing you this wonderful podcast. And it is now time for the three counts. With count number one. My goodness, guys, we've seen a miracle. We have seen a miracle. I never thought I would see the day. I never thought it would be possible. But the Viking Raiders won a match. The Viking Raiders won a match. Can you believe it? The Viking Raiders? The Viking Raiders won a match on television. They defeated the New Day. Now, there were some shenanigans involved, okay? We had the team of Drew McIntyre and Riddle sitting out there at ringside, and the Viking Raiders threw, I believe, Kofi into Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre gets all mad because he's Scottish, and he doesn't play that. And uh, he decided to start throwing some furniture around, and unfortunately, one of the chairs that he threw hit Xavier Woods, which allowed... The Viking Raiders do capitalize and win the match. And this is clearly setting up. I don't know what this is setting up. 
let's be completely honest here. I have no idea what's going on with this. But you know what? Again, like I say every week, when I don't know what's going on, I'm along for the ride. So let's ride. Let's do this. This story could either go really good or really freaking bad. And so far, I don't know which direction it's going in. But I'm okay with that. That's what wrestling is supposed to be. I'm not supposed to know where it's going. But, hey, really, shout out to the Viking Raiders, man. I'm really proud. They won a match, okay? They have been jobbing like crazy recently. Like nobody's business. But you know what? I thought about it today while I was actually watching the match. And I was like, they're probably going to lose this match, aren't they? But then I was thinking, wow, they're, they've been on TV every week. I'm pretty sure they're actually very pleased with their spot right now like they understand their role they know what they're there for and they're getting paid every single time they do one of these matches and you know they're not hurting anybody when they do these matches they're not having a bunch of botches they're doing their job and that's i think why they keep getting on tv because they are safe hands you can trust them to play their role and play it well and that's what they do. I just hope they maybe start getting some type of like reactions from the crowds. I mean, they really live this gimmick, this Viking gimmick. I mean, got we, we got to find something to make this work. Because I think they deserve a little bit better. They're two really big men that are really agile. Anytime you get something like that, you really got to find a way to maximize it. And, uh, you know, hey, good on them. For actually winning a match this week. Shout out to the Viking Raiders. Count number two. Let's talk about the Judgment Day. We have more J.D. McDonough shenanigans. And uh, this time, J.D. McDonough interfered in Damian Priest's match to help him beat Sami Zayn. But Damian Priest was not appreciative of it and decided to shove J.D. McDonough down. Which led to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beating down J.D. McDonough. He ate a stunner and a haluva kick for his troubles. We get backstage and of course, as usual, Finn Balor, Damian Priest. They're arguing. And they're, you know, and here Rhea's like, you shut up. You shut up bloody this bloody next thing you know she says hey you guys have a tag match saturday against ko and Sami Zayn for the tag team titles we are going to settle this once and for all and if you guys don't bring back the gold to the judgment day oh there's gonna be some changes around here and you know what that means that means Dominic's going to put his foot down and kick both of them out of the Judgment Day because he's the real leader. You can't tell me otherwise. He is the leader of the Judgment Day. Dominic Mysterio. Book it! He's the leader. He's the leader. It's been obvious since day one. Dominic Mysterio has the leadership qualities. He's outspoken. Okay? He doesn't stumble. He doesn't stutter. He, he walks with his chest out. He's confident. He doesn't need anybody. He doesn't need mommy. He doesn't need Finn. He doesn't need Damien. They all need Dominic. And therefore, he is going to assume his leadership position in the Judgment Day because Finn Balor and Damien Priest are not going to get the job done Saturday at Payback. Do you agree with me? Doesn't matter. Dominic for president. All day. All day. In all seriousness, what happens 
when Finn Balor and Damian Priest inevitably don't win the championships on Saturday? Hmm. Or, there's a possibility. There's a possibility. It is a street fight, right? Which means there's no disqualifications. They've got to be setting up some interference from J.D. McDonough. What if J.D. McDonough is the one who helps them win the tag team championships? What if KO and Sammy drop the tag titles to Damian Priest and Finn Balor at payback with the help of J.D. McDonough? That adds a whole nother spin. Or what if J.D. McDonough accidentally cost them the championships? Who? The possibilities are endless. I'm just along for the ride. Count number three. The Miz. The Miz is a gift from God to professional wrestling. Did you hear me? I said The Miz is a gift from God to professional wrestling. Let me tell you something. Let me talk to you. The Miz came out dressed as L.A. Knight this week. It reminds me of when he came out dressed as The Rock. (laughs) You remember that? If you don't remember that, go look that up. But he came out to L.A. Knight's music. Of course, the crowd popped huge because they thought L.A. Knight was there. So they start going crazy. And out walks the Miz, dressed just like L.A. Knight. Spray on beard, all kinds of stuff. It's, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was something. But for as comedic as that part was, the promo after was so good from the Miz. I mean, goodness, this guy's Hall of Fame package is going to be phenomenal because he has earned it. He has earned it. He has made himself into the best talker that this company has. He has made himself, before Dominic came along, he was the best natural heel in the company. Now I think Dominic has usurped him, but it's not because the Miz has gotten worse. It's just that Dominic is so hateable. You know, that he's he's the best heel in the company. The Miz... I can't say enough about the Miz, when it comes to my wrestling career, the Miz is somebody that I've wanted to emulate because I'm not a big fan of all the flippy stuff. So I don't like the 450s, the shooting star presses, stuff like that. I, I like when other people do them. I have no interest in doing them. And I also would like to play a heel. Now, I'm sound a little arrogant when I say this, not meaning to. I understand that in real life, I'm a likable person. People tend to get along with me. Not somebody that you would think of, God, that guy's a prick. I would definitely boo him. I'm not that person. But neither is the Miz in real life, yet he plays one of the best heels in WWE history on television. The Miz is who I've wanted to emulate. The Miz and Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was a big one because of his promo style and... Uh, you know, the characters and things like that. But when it comes to, like, the basics of character work and wrestling and, 
you know, just speaking on the microphone, it's always been the Miz for me because I do appreciate the fact that he doesn't get hurt. I do appreciate the fact that he's always available. The best ability is availability. The Miz is always available. He's only been hurt significantly once in his career, and he was still on TV every week. So, you know, when I think about The Miz, I think of everything that screams long career, longevity, making money for a long time. I think of everything he does outside of wrestling. The Miz and Mrs. thing, that's very appealing to me. Me and my wife have talked all the time about potentially having a reality show in the future that actually paints black people in a positive light because we are not real fans of like real housewives and just i'll just say it like ignorant stuff like that it's straight up ignorant and it it honestly paints black people in a terrible light those shows do and um you know we we've always been like man if we got a reality show it'd be really cool to show that black people Black people are diverse in behavior and personality and things like that, you know? Like, it's not even about acting a certain way. It's just about being positive. Like, we can be positive. We're not just surrounded with negativity all the time or producing negativity all the time. That's what a lot of these reality shows try to paint. But let me tell you a little bit of something about me. I am from Prince George's County, Maryland. I am from the richest black community in the United States of America. Everywhere you look around where I am from, black people own everything. The houses, the businesses, the doctor's offices, they're in the office, they're in the uh, the judge's seats, they're the lawyers, they're the politicians, they're everything in PG County. And it will stay that way. And that is a mecca of excellence in every way possible. Prince George's County, Maryland, born and raised and super proud of it. I would love a reality show that reflects the kind of men and women that Prince George's County, Maryland produces. Because we're millionaires. We're six-figure a year workers. We hold high positions in our companies. We own businesses. We're teachers. PG is where it's at. And I've lived all around the world at this point. I've never found another black community like PG County. Give me and my wife a reality show and watch what happens. Watch how we change the narrative. Watch how we control our narrative. Oh, man, that one's going to piss some people off. Hey, hey, I'm just, hey, it was just a shout out. Shout out EC3, the new NWA champion, by the way, EC3. But, uh, you know, speaking on the future of this podcast, my wife has been bringing me great ideas, as always. And uh, we're going to be going out into the community a lot more. Conquer Kissimmee? Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. If you have something of value to give to this podcast, you best believe I am tracking you down and I am requesting an interview. I am. That's what I'm going to do. But for now, guys, stay tuned. Exciting, exciting stuff on the way. Exciting stuff on the way. If you have not joined the Instagram channel of Manifest Wrestling yet, what are you waiting on? What are you doing? Join it. Join it. Okay? 
join it. And just want to let you guys know also, really excited to share this one. This Saturday, this Saturday, you can join me for a WWE Payback watch party. Oh, yeah, it's going down. Oh, yeah. Manifest Wrestling is doing watch parties, and it's going to be lit. Now, can you dig that? For all of my Florida listeners, I want you guys to make sure you stay safe during this week, during the hurricane. Uh, Orlando, we're not supposed to get hit that hard like we did last year. But please, still, stay safe. Make sure you have everything you need. We went and got our supplies today. We got our water. We got everything that we need. Okay? Make sure you guys please do the same thing. Do not, do not, do not get caught without the things you need. Go fill up your gas tank. Go get your water. Go get your non-perishables. Do what you got to do. You just never know. Power can go out for any reason. I've had power randomly go out for no reason because the sun was shining too bright or something. I don't know. But power has gone out for no reason in my neighborhood before. There's no reason it can't do it the same thing. This time, I don't anticipate it happening, but it could happen to you. All of my North Florida listeners, nothing's coming right for you, okay? So make sure you have everything that you need. Take care of what you need to take care of. Put yourself in the best position to succeed. Risk management, right? All right. For now, this has been the Manifest Wrestling Podcast. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and supporting me and supporting this podcast. It means the absolute world to me that you are giving up moments of your day to listen to me talk about the thing I am most passionate about in this world. So you guys stay blessed and I will see you in the next episode. Peace.